It's Monday morning. Welcome to episode three of the podcast. In this week's episode, we talk about the fact that we reached number one on the podcast charts. How we use social media so it can be a really positive and inspiring place. We discuss the lessons we've learned from our little kiddies this week and why club sandwiches are both our absolute favourite meals. Oh yes, the absolute faves. And don't forget, please do like, subscribe and leave a review. It means the absolute world to us. Enjoy the show, guys. Episode three of the podcast. Welcome back to episode three, guys. Twin set unzipped and this week... We have been living our best life. Number one on Apple Podcasts in our category. Number 13 on Spotify. I mean, literally, wild. it's wild. Our minds are blown. And I didn't even know that this was a thing. I didn't even, obviously when we started it, we didn't really ever think that about charts or anything like that. And then when James, our pop producer, sent us the stats the other morning and he was like, number one, we were like, what? The actual, like, how? And also, I know we joked with the fact that it wasn't just our mums listening. But, but, like, it's not. <laughs> actually, it's crazy. And I have to go to the list of all the countries that we are huge in. I mean, it did take me back to think that. Let me just go to the list. I feel like Paraguay, they were keen. <laughs> I feel like Mexico was keen. Right, Singapore, they love us. We're number 13. Absolutely. That's, a, that's quite good. Ireland, yeah. number one. Oh, Yeah. Um, Canada, number 13. I mean, it's just insane. South Africa. Yeah, we're big in South three. Africa. Third most listened to podcast in South Africa in within our category. That is just in Norway, in Switzerland. Um, I mean, the countries that don't really like us are the <laughs> Netherlands also don't Not really vibing. us. So overall, just wanted to really chat about social media for us has been and is a really positive space it's helped us launch our careers it's helped us grow our brand it's a place where we've been able to be the best versions of ourselves. and I know for so many it is a really scary and dangerous place I was just about to say that because there definitely are two ends of the spectrum of social media and of of course, we are experiencing and going through like a really high positive moment. There definitely are um, negatives and scary And especially having young kids. It. Especially, yeah. But I just want to say, you know, for us, it has been an incredible space and we really use it for the positive and the good. And it's our, it's our livelihoods, isn't it? And we just kind of wanted to share a few things that have helped us feel really positive about the space and why you know, why we love it. So I think definitely I've often felt with our jobs, it's not like we're, you know, doctors saving lives. It's not like an absolute important, powerful job, but equally the amount of messages that we do get in our inbox or emails of people taking the time to say, you've helped me so much. It was my son's christening. I'm in such a star rut. And the dress that you inspired yeah. me made me feel so incredible about myself. You know, even the times when we launched our podcast, we had like three amazing women. I mean, bizarrely all going through chemo and they said how incredible they felt Uplift, listening to yeah. our podcast. It uplifted them. It made them smile on such a deep, dark day. Um, and so I think it's times like that where we have realized, well, actually, although we know our job isn't, you know, world takeover and really um, like an important, and it also it's a new industry. Yeah. So we're learning as we go. Absolutely. And I think you can curate who you follow. You can 
connect with people that you like and that you find inspiring and that's when it can be a really pos positive space you know for me I know I touched upon it last week with my IVF journey it's such a huge part of me and and I'll always talk about it because it was such a a big part of my life when I was going through it I didn't feel and I know you'll agree with this in a space to be able to talk about it yeah it was very difficult and it was something I wanted to kind of do in the background and I don't feel back then probably about five years ago it really was I didn't see that side of social media as a sharing platform I didn't know about the communities on there trying to, to conceive communities and all the support groups had I've known about that I think I would have felt a lot less alone even just to not necessarily engage but to look to see what other people were experiencing because I felt very different and I felt very alone on my journey and I didn't know other people that were going through it fast forward to when you know I was pregnant with Lenny and I'd, I'd gone through all the motions we shared our video on YouTube um, where we spoke about my journey and we had a really a kind of open and raw conversation and I was able to share the doctors that I went to the nutritionists the um, spiritual healers and connect to hundreds if not thousands of women in a similar circumstance and speak to them regularly and now I'm in contact with these people where they've said, I went to your doctor and I have two kids. I saw that nutritionist and this happened. And to be able to use social media like that as a, such a positive force and to be able to connect people and help people, I think is incredible. And I think that to be for us to be able to use that on so many different levels in our jobs it is quite amazing. I think key point also what you said was when you were going through the raw emotions of it, you didn't feel comfortable. Yeah to speak about it and I do remember at the time there were quite a few messages coming into your inbox saying I know that you're struggling to conceive any tips I'm also going through it and I just remember you saying I can't go there like yeah. I'm still feeling it I'm still yeah. going I'm, I'm part of this journey it's okay to feel the feels and then share when it yeah. feels right for you because with social media you know you're on the whole time and even and it should be a choice yes exactly and I do remember when you were going through your deepest darkest days what I was always so um inspired by was your ability to kind of get out of bed put your makeup on turn up to the shoot turn up to the meeting and just get on with it and kind of behind closed doors you were going through all yeah. of those feelings but you you didn't want to share that on Instagram and actually for me that was my escapism having twin set and having that space where I could try and be a happier version of myself because I wasn't because I was obviously struggling it really helped me and to have that purpose was probably the one of the main things that got me through that and I just think it is an incredible space and if you use it for positive and you use it to like we said follow inspiring people all those amazing pages like the good movement page where they share amazing stories from around the world that's incredible to wake up and read if you're going to look at your phone at least look at something positive yeah um i think that's a really key factor as well because especially for the younger generation we were having the conversation before where you get consumed by whatever you're reading you're looking at so I don't know, I, I, I often think to myself, how will I monitor my kids? Well, you know, thankfully they're still babies and I'm so, I, you know, we have Nikki in our office and she's got her eldest in secondary school and she always tells us the issues and the dramas and how stressful it is, that age group um, yeah. living with social media. So I know we have all of that to come, but I think what's really important, as you said, is 
curate your own vision you know if you're surrounded by and I, that, I guess that go it's real life it's not just on social media if you surround yourself with people that uplift you yeah but put all those positive things then that's only going to have a good impact on your lifestyle your mindset and everything absolutely. else so absolutely you know in real life and on social media just focus on the good things and and that changes with whichever journey you're on or whatever you're doing you know if you're doing up your house you'll find yourself constantly looking at house inspo or you'll be watching programs on the tv all about renovation so it kind of as you go on your journey you'll be gravitated to different things also don't want to say that we don't occasionally receive negative comments and you know see things that are uninspiring or make us feel a certain way but we just really try and focus on the good focus on the good and not let it affect us because I think when we were younger it affected us more and as we've got older we're more sure of ourselves we're we're just we've got better at it we've got better at having kind of almost that what's it you have it. You, you have, have a, a like, not a kind wall, of like a. But, br- you, yeah. you do though, and it kind of actually does lead me on to something I wanted to discuss with you, which happened um, during homework with Alfie last week. So Alfie is almost six years old, and we were having a conversation regarding his homework, and he was getting himself so fixated on getting all the ticks, the yeah. ten ticks, which perhaps was my fault because when he got his 10 spellings right, I was then doing 10 out of 10 and then all the hearts and the stars and the stickers. And I definitely contributed to him feeling this need, this want, this obsession with, I need those 10 ticks because then those 10 ticks lead to all the glitz, the glamour, the hearts, the stickers, means the stars. I've done well. Exactly. And he was getting himself into such a mess about it. And I said to him out loud, and as I'm saying it, do you ever have those moments where you say something, you think, oh my gosh, like light bulb moment. That makes so much sense to me as well. And I said to him, stop focusing on the ticks and the hearts and the stickers. Focus on learning the words. And And being in the moment, doing the Being in the moment and having the knowledge. And don't think about anything else after. If you get them all right, then great. But that's not the the priority here. Did he get that? He absolutely got that. And I can't even tell you the difference it has made to... like his homework everything we don't do any ticks now we don't you know as long as he enjoys what he's doing that's the main thing but it made me really think about how many times I have done something and it's been for the end result for the gratification of someone the validation of someone else and ultimately what that leads you to is doing something for someone else's approval which then makes you vulnerable because if that person doesn't agree or doesn't like it where are you you're then in a place of oh gosh you know why did I do that what am I doing so I'm really trying to turn that around and putting all my focus and energy onto the process yeah rather than the outcome it's funny because it kind of reminded me of when Instagram took the likes away Mm. and I remember having the conversation with you thinking oh my god we're not going to be able to see if people like this a brand's going to want to work with us if we can't see the likes yeah and I'm going to hold my hands up and say I was guilty of posting something and wanting the likes I think we all were I probably speak for everyone here when you You, post a picture you want the likes but when those likes were taken away 
I feel like it was the best thing because now I, I don't even think about likes anymore. I post things if I want to, if I don't want to, that's also fine. And I'm doing it for myself. I'm doing it to share a nice image and I don't even care if other people like or comment on it. And I think it's made it much more of a positive place. Uh, I actually don't know if that's the whole way around the world now or if it's... I think it should be. I yeah. mean, it just, it has made such a huge impact to us. And even on our, we are Twinset account, we majority of the time as soon as we post we do take away the likes because it's it's irrelevant Absolutely. because actually it doesn't mean anything to the brand it's all it's actually i i did read the likes are the least important yeah. factor and you know what I, I hope the younger generation because you can still see the likes yeah so let's not you can yeah. still see them i hope the younger generation don't feel what we felt with the whole liking yeah. thing because it's not a nice feeling to post a photo and not get a like. Yeah. And like, you and you'd be lying if you didn't say that didn't affect you. Hundred um, percent. But it's so freeing. So freeing. when you don't care. Yeah. You don't care what anyone else thinks about what you know. And it, I think we, that's a hard. It's, it's a hard. It, and master, it, it's something it's a hard have, skill to master. Absolutely, and it's definitely something that takes time, and you have to constantly remind yourself. But then it will get to the stage where we will just constantly be doing things for our own good, for our And own. also being ourselves. Yeah. N not posting a photo because we think other people will like it. Post a photo or do a project that we're really proud of, yeah. that we really like, for no one else apart from ourselves. Yeah. Anyway, I just think that that was really impactful. Thank you, Alfie, for... Thanks, Alfie. ...kind of helping my self-development. Um, and listen, we learn everything from our kids, I guess. And it's just, it's those moments. You actually need to have those moments to reassess and reevaluate. I needed to have that moment to realise my parenting here isn't quite where it should be. You know, I, I was definitely contributing to the factor. So you have those moments in time where you realize, oh gosh, this was a negative moment, but actually, thank God we had it. And I think sometimes they just say those things that really just make you beam and feel really proud. Um, last night in the bath, Lenny, we were just playing and having a nice time. And I said, why are you so great, Lenny? He said, you made me great. Aww. And I just thought, on the flip side, before he said to me, if you win, I'll hate you. Yeah. So the fact that he said... Well, when's daddy home? When's daddy yeah. home? When's daddy home? You know what? They really... You can learn a lot from them. Yeah, absolutely. On a lighter note, in the office this week, we were talking about things that blew our mind. I was today years old when I found out X. And we saw that it was trending on TikTok. So we opened it up to you guys on Instagram, but also have some mind-blowing moments for ourselves. Do you want to go first? So I, this is really controversial for us because out of the two of us, obviously Sarah being the funny one, as we <laughs> all know, I am the visual one. I am the vision. She's the vi <laughs> vision. She's the vision. <laughs> so it's mind-blowing that I did not know but this. you're not the techie one. And neither I'm am I, to techie. be fair. But no. I, I think I've got the edge on techiness. So guys... I was constantly seeing everyone on Instagram taking videos, mirror selfies, and they were zooming in without clicking the buttons on the side of the phone. I'm thinking, how do they do it? I Honestly, I tried everything. And Sarah Ellis told me how to do it, which is so unlike you because you never know these kind of things. But I had no idea you hold, hold the, for anyone else that doesn't record know. Record button. You hold the record button and you swipe, swipe up. up. <laughs> Mind blown. Mind blown? At 34 years old. 35. You're not 34. 35. Ah. At 35 years old, I have found that out. Shall what? I tell you mine? Go on. So mine is, when you're cooking kids dinner, there is nothing worse 
They're making them dinner and it's hot for about 45 years yeah. and they're screaming to eat and it's just very a stressful situation. So I often make them pasta, boil the pasta, which is boiling, and then you would make the sauce, which is then boiling. No. Put the cold sauce on the hot pasta, it cools everything down quickly and they can eat it straight away. I mean, obviously not like a bolognese. Not a meat sauce, but, but like, like a, a tomato or a vegetable sauce. Yeah. You don't need to eat the sauce. <laughs> Put it on, straight on the pasta, cools everything down, serves it straight away. It has saved me in so many hangry moments. And I think that is genius. I'm going to cry at all the people probably listening to this thinking, how does she not know this before? Okay, well, I'm, I'm owning it. Well, guys, we opened up the conversation because we were in stitches in the office talking about it. And so many of you told us your funniest I was today years old when I found out that, that club sandwich stands for chicken and lettuce under bacon. Did you know that? We did not know this. But we do need to tell you that a club sandwich for is both of us ultimate is one of life's <laughs> finest, most delicious meals ever. We've been often known on a shoe if we're in a hotel or in a restaurant, having one of those days, club a sandwich. club sandwich does make everything better, yeah. doesn't it? And often when we're on holiday, we'll just constantly send each other pictures, pictures of club, club sandwiches. sandwiches I wonder how many club sandwich <laughs> pictures we've got in our camera rolls And they vary. Other. Some of them are awful, but some of them um, are oh, delightful. You just cannot beat a club sandwich. You can't. Anyway, talking It led us of, on to... Go on. Death row meal, stroke last meal, because it's a bit negative. What would Philippa Ross would be, I need a drink, I need a starter, I need a main course, I need a Desi. Okay, I'm going. Right, my starter. What, drink first? I'd probably go for a Diet Coke. If you were, I thought app. you were going to say water and I was literally going to throw my water at you. Guilty pleasure. Yeah, that's I, fine. I love a DC. I have tried to kind of cut it down, but yeah. I do love a DC. So my starter is crispy chili beef. You know how much I love I that. I know how much you love back, that. Back in the day at school, my friends used to call me Crispy Philly Beef. That's just my <laughs> nickname. I love it. I could eat it all day, every day. So that would definitely be my starter. My main, a good cheeseburger. I Amen. I feel like that's yours as well. It is. <laughs> but I want all the pickles. I want all the pickled onions. I want Jalapenos? No, actually not jalapenos in my cheeseburger. Okay. Ketchup, coleslaw. Mayo? Lot. No. Thin or fat chips? thin okay crispy salty very very, very salty. salty yeah then for my dessert this is quite if you say boring. something like a fruit platter i'm walking out right now <laughs> fruit platter <laughs> banoffee pie oh i but like just it any banoffee tell pie. me i want the digestive biscuit to be like that ultra thick, thick. very stodgy yeah and the caramel i want even thicker oh. i don't need the cream have you had one in life that takes you back to like the best banoffee pie ever i used to make them did you? Yeah, I went through a phase of just being obsessed with making banoffee pies. They're really easy to do. Yeah, that would be mine. What about yours? So mine is actually things I've eaten at places that I remember in my brain as being the best things ever. So my so my drink would be a lychee martini because I feel like they just remind me of like the good times. And if not, if I'm going, I'm gonna go drunk. Um, then I'm gonna to start with I'm gonna have the deep fried macaroni cheese balls from the Cheesecake Factory, which cheese for me is like my guilty pleasure they are phenomenal i've never had them they're so random but once me and craig got them we were in america and they were just i just remember them as being incredible um just like deep fried cheesy crispy dip it in tomato. no so it's like you know like an arancini ball oh that would i can't believe that that would be your last meal no but it's got macaroni gooey cheese inside with like, like deep fried no but it's no it's pasta macaroni cheese pasta inside a deep fried ball okay um, and their main cause, absolutely, is a bacon cheeseburger for me. 
And I'm going half skinny normal fries and half sweet potato fries. Oh, no. Yes. Lost me. Absolutely. No, very, no, no. very salty. I'm having mayo. I'm having ketchup. Um, I might even go double patty. <laughs> Oh, I forgot to add with my burger. It oh, has a brioche, to be a brioche bun. Brioche bun. I don't want this fancy kind of crunchy, crispy bun. I no. want like a soft, yeah, that like buttery. melts into the burger mm. kind of bun. Um, so I'm having that as my main course for dessert. It's got to be some kind of chocolate fondant oozing in the middle with salted caramel ice cream, loads of chocolate and caramel sauce. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> what do you think? I'm not into the arancini balls. I have to say they would probably last on my list. Right. But everything else, you I go think with. We're, we're on the same page there. Okay, fine. So guys, you now know our end of life meals. So back to the um, mind-blowing topics. Do you know, mm. I actually taught you this one as well. Go on. You can mark WhatsApp combos as unread. Yeah, this is a game changer. This is a game changer. So rather than actually just not reading them, you can read them and then not read them after. <laughs> I have to say, I get severe anxiety about WhatsApp messages. You know what I'm like, I'm, I'm such a person, I have to tackle things when I'm in the moment. I can't message someone back while I'm doing a million other things. So what then happens the opposite of me. is I build up all the messages. And weeks go by and I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't got back to her. And then you get to the point where I can't message her back now because you're just rude. So then you just leave it unread. unread for so long. And that's one thing I actually did start the year thinking I need to message back people as soon as I get it. Final one, that the ring pill on a drinks can twisted towards you is for a straw. This Do we I think this is no the truth? idea about. Do we think this is the truth or it's just something that someone decided to do? I would love to, to know. Do? I think we need to test it out and report back next week because if so, Genius behavior is all I've got to say about that. Okay, we're going to go back to influenced influencers. I, I know love this we one. didn't do it last week, but we both surprisingly, but not so surprisingly, bought the same thing this week without telling each other. And we both said on Monday at work, I bought that book. <laughs> Here it is. Inspired by our lovely friend, Bryony Deary, she promoted it on her Instagram that she was reading it. Um, so we both ordered it. It's called The Power of Self-Discipline, No Excuses by Brian Tracy, New York Times bestselling author. I have to say in parts, it's quite dramatic and quite over the top, but I did start reading it last night and there were a few takeaways. I thought, oh, well, that really does resonate well with me. You sat with your neon hand cream and a highlighter in hand in bed. You were just so well gelled, my life. And I just folded you? down a few pages here and there, and this is how we differ. <laughs> right, so I want to um, actually read out a little section that I thought was really impactful, and it's under the subject, think long term. Yeah. And it says, the most successful people are long term thinkers. They look into the future as far as they can to determine the kind of people they want to become and the goals that they want to achieve. And I thought that that was really an important message because so how many times have you thought, I really want to do that, but where do I start? Especially, you know, anyone changing careers or coming back after maternity leave, you get so worked up with, well, how am I going to do it? I can't do it. I've got so much to do. Where do I start? Whereas if you, you know, and we always do say this in the office, what's our five-year plan? What does that look like? Because if you haven't vision, if you haven't written it down and kind of put pen to paper to it or drawn it, or whatever, however you do it, yeah. how we, what are you working towards? And it's okay not to do it overnight. 
You know, I think every, you know, we're, we're living in a world where everything's so instant. You go on Amazon, you want it right now. You know, everything, we, we become that culture of needing everything right now. And actually the most important things are the things that you work hard for. And to what, you know, you, you, it takes time to grow, to learn, to make mistakes and all of the above. So I thought that that was I like very that. powerful. It meant a lot to me. Okay, it's highlighted. Um, and I wanted to share it with you because... I think we all get fixated with the now, 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 but actually, you know, give the it time, picture. but, but visualize and slow it. steps. I think yeah. it's also trust the journey Yeah, that it could take one person five minutes to achieve their goal, five weeks, five years, 50 years, yeah. but trust the process and trust the journey. Um, and I think that's really important. Um, I just want to say as well, you know how we were talking about, you know, when you see something, so self-discipline this book is about everything I now see is about self-discipline. We yes. said that about morning routines and I feel like now it's all about self-discipline. So I also folded down a couple of pages and something that I really liked. If you do what other successful people do over and over again, nothing can stop you from eventually enjoying the same rewards that they do. And I really like that because I feel like, especially in our industry, you look up to people that have been doing it a really long time, have you know, mastered certain things that we are working towards. And actually, we're not reinventing the wheel. We're doing it our way. But to see how someone goes about something that you look up to and reading how they've done it, watching their videos can be really inspiring and you can learn a lot from. And I'm, we're never ashamed to say that this person inspired us or, you know, we saw what X was doing and it made us feel like we could do that. And I think it's really important to also think, you can't do everything yourself and to take the knowledge and the expertise from other people is actually really incredible and it's amazing that you can watch YouTube videos on how to edit content. You can look at people's reels on how to make reels look a certain way. And it's great that people share the information. And I think, you know, everyone interprets something in, in their own unique Absolutely. way. And that's what's so important. We always say, never um, try to achieve. I think the, the, what your message is, emulate someone else's success yeah. rather than trying to be them absolutely so we always and everyone takes inspiration from anything but you interpret it in your own way and if you take and the it's about the foundations what exactly. are they doing to the success achieve that they're working really hard they are applying self-discipline they are you know putting things in motion to help them reach their goals and if that can inspire you in a certain way i think that's really powerful okay we're going to end today because we really liked this last week about our kind of like positive advice, our positive takeaways from the week, what we're going to be implementing, stroke doing to make ourselves feel a little brighter this week. A little easier. And one thing I was really struggling with, and I'm sure so many of you can relate to this, is my weekends seem to be busier than my weekdays. Right. Just being a taxi surface to the kids, whether they're going to ballet, to football, to swimming, to parties, to play dates. But equally, I'm not Apart from, you know, getting them there, I wasn't planning anything else. And I think we're Monday to Friday, everything is so planned and scheduled. And then all of a sudden I was going to the weekend and I knew where my kids had to be, but that was it. Yeah. And what was happening is I was getting myself into such a state where I was, you know, being the chauffeur and then coming home, didn't care what I was wearing because I wasn't seeing anyone. I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't doing anything for myself. And it was leading myself to feel quite miserable. Yeah. And there was definitely, don't get me wrong, there are those weekends where I need to not do anything and mm -hmm. I, I'm such a homebody you know me yeah. light a candle watch a movie have a nice snack that's my happy place 
But I have made a conscious decision and it really has helped me in the last couple of weeks is to pre-plan my weekends. So just not let the weekends come and then think, oh, what am I doing? Okay, the kids have got to be here and there and everywhere, but nothing for myself. So on a Monday, I look to the following weekend. I look to see where the kids need to be. And either a Saturday or a Sunday, I try and pre-book something for us to do as a family or just the two of us or even just myself if I can. Um, And that could just be booking brunch for after Ava finishes ballet and Alfie finishes football. Because so many times we'd then... the kids would finish. We wouldn't know where we were eating. We'll go home. Then there's nothing in the fridge yeah. because we've eaten it all in the week. Or we'll go to a restaurant. We haven't booked it. So there's no table. And then I have a huge argument with Alex because I'm like, why didn't you book it? I'm alleviating that whole conversation and that whole stress. And I'm pre-booking. Okay, we're going to go here after brunch. And it's, you know, it's not a big thing to do, but it has actually made yeah, a real just, big impact. It also makes you look forward to your weekends, yeah. which actually leads on to my point, which is treating your weekends like a vacation can make you happier. Now, just go with me on this. I listened to a podcast this week. I think it was a Stephen Bartlett episode, and I actually was trying to find it, and I couldn't. But it basically said, the day before your holiday, is the okay, best of your life. you are never happier. It's true. So if you were to treat your weekends like a holiday, so have plans, not just doing the mundane, you're going to really, really enjoy them. I'm off on holiday tomorrow. So today I'm feeling super duper happy. And my takeaway is that I'm really going to own it. I'm not going to let the little things stress me out and over overtake the joy that I'm going on holiday tomorrow. Yes, she is. <laughs> um, I'm going to really enjoy it. Also, the lead up to holiday. Even last week, I was feeling excited for holiday. And... Let me read a stat to you. I just also want to the, add, the oh, build up to a holiday is the, the best right. time ever. The effect of a vacation anticipation boosts happiness for up to eight weeks before. Yes, I agree. That's true. And isn't that really nice? So my advice this week is treat your weekends like a vacation, book that holiday if you can, and enjoy the feeling and the positive vibes and the happiness leading up to it. Because I actually think it's true. It is so true. Sometimes better than the holiday. No, absolutely. Knowing you're going on holiday is better than going on holiday. 100%. Let's be honest. (laughs) So grateful to be going on holiday. Loving the vibe of sunshine, etc. But I think with young kids, it's a change of scenery. Yes. Isn't it? Yeah. It's not relaxing. Probably come back paler than when I started. Probably be calling out a doctor on day one because that's my track record. But I'm really looking forward to the change of scenery and... Yeah. The escapism. The escapism. I feel like this episode has been very positive. Yeah. Very uplifting. And sharing. We're yeah. sharing a lot about our feelings. Yeah. And actually, I have to tell you, thank God the full moon cloud has gone. Because honestly, our behavior and mood has been so much better this week. So hasn't much it? better this week. The office was delighted to see us rather <laughs> than scared of us. And actually, I'm going to say to you and to myself, happy birthday, What the Brand. We turning are two this turning week. two. We're recording this on a Wednesday. We're turning two tomorrow and ending on a very happy high. Hope you guys have enjoyed episode three of Twin Set Unzipped. We are absolutely loving recording this, honestly. And just to know that you guys are really enjoying listening to us. Um, The main thing, the reason why we started this podcast was for you guys to 
get to know us because obviously on Instagram it's a very glossy facade um, and we really struggled with that kind of interaction for you actually to see the real us yeah um, so we're loving it make sure that you like us you follow us if you do like the episode just follow us and then all of our shows will come up and to let you know Yes, definitely like, follow and subscribe. And to let you know that our episodes do go live every Monday. So if you're keen, Monday morning, 6am, you can listen to the latest episode. And thank you so much for listening, following, liking. We are loving being podcasters. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye.